Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a special episode of the Impact Bodega Podcast, where we'll go over a preview of the upcoming Bountiful Glory pay-per-view show this Sunday. As always, I'm your co-host, the quintessential Puerto Rican muffin, Jorge Luis Martinez Jr. And as usual, I'm here with my co-hosts, and I'll use it as plural because we actually got some special guests and a returning person who's kind of got lost in Florida, but we'll leave that for later. Well, as always, here is my first co-host straight from Puerto Rico, and allegedly he is the co-writer for Alberto El Patron's Twitter. So please introduce yourself. Yo, yo, once again, Robert does wrestling. Robert, desde Puerto Rico. So once again, back to the Impact Bodega. And we got the, I guess the, what is the name of that biblical, like, history? The prodigal son. I get it. The prodigal son, Chef, is back. What's up, Chef? I'm good, baby. It's always fucking a pleasure to be back. I'm going to go at fucking Jorge's head because he wanted to take a shot at me on social media. So, Jorge, I didn't forget that shit. It's OGs all day. And then we got the other guy. You can introduce him because right now I just got a beef for Jorge. Yo, the other one is the king of podcasting interviews. My man, Larkin. What is going on, Larkin? I'm very happy to be on with you guys tonight. We're going to be talking about Bound for Glory, the preview, and we're just going to have some fun to talk about the latest news in Impact Wrestling. So there's there's a lot of news going on in the world of Impact Wrestling. So we should start with that, right? Big one. Let's just skip right to the LAX OGs. Forget about everything else. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's Listen, we got to talk about the news first. Because you got a fucking massive issue with Timberlands and lugs and shit like that. You wait your turn. Robert, please talk the fucking news because this guy wants to be a maniac. <laughs> so first, we are hearing the rumors. It was today reported by PW Insider that from the, from the last uh, Thursday from uh, October... Impact Wrestling is gonna be airing at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, what are your thoughts on this, uh, Jorge? Then Chef, then Larkin. Well, yeah, but like like I spoke to Chef earlier, Larkin, and I have mentioned that this is just a ploy on Pop TV's network's um, channel because, and this is just rumor, and this is just me throwing stuff out there. I'm pretty sure they believe Impact has got a channel somewhere else or a new TV contract. And if they do, that probably will get announced this Sunday at Bound for Glory. And if it does, then Pop TV is saying, okay, since you guys are leaving, we're going to change your time slot to 10 to 12 p. Eastern at nighttime since nobody watches your show anyways. Now nobody's definitely going to watch your show. So, Pop, on your opinion, Pop is the jaded ex-girlfriend of Impact Wrestling, right? Not, not the jaded. I think after three years, I think, you know, it's time to move on. And we know that once you know you're moving on, you still try to be respectful with one another. But, you know, someone always tries to jab at somebody else by moving the time frame. And who knows, babe, by, by November, December, the show will be at 2 in the morning. <laughs> what, so the what, what do you have on your mind about that topic, Jeff? You know what? I love everything Jorge said, but it wouldn't be fun if I just sit here and agree. Hey, so, hey, I'll be a so, first. Uh, hey, hey it, it would be a first, especially, you know, whatever's whatever. But I think it'd be more fun if I do it my way. And I say, listen, nobody's watching this shit anyway. <laughs> So, if you push the shit back two hours and, you know, you lose another 10,000 views, who cares? They're, they're barely pulling 200,000 views. So, people are sitting there saying, you know what, Pop is like, we got Big Brother After Dark. And uh, uh, what's the other show that's popular on that? Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek. Yeah. So, basically, uh, Impact Wrestling is going up Shit's Creek. 
So they're sitting there saying, you know what? We're going to push you back because nobody cares anymore. So enjoy 10 to, tw- 10 to 12 o'clock at night, and hopefully your YouTube channel gets some views. And what are your opinion on this, uh, Larkin? Now, here's – I'm a guy, you know, when it was originally on Spike TV, you know, after it was originally on Fox Sports Net around the 3, 4 p.m. Uh, time period back in the day, around 2004, that 2005 time, you know, watching on Spike TV, you know, the uh, original one where AJ Styles and Roderick Strong was your opening matchup, and to see the evolution, you know, where they've gone to Destination America, they've gone to Pop TV, and last week's ratings, which I know that we're going to touch upon, did a 183,000 from this past week's episode. Uh, man, all I got to say is – Let's see what they could do. Are they going to stay on pop? Are we going to go to a different network? As we all know, Ring Warriors has 8 a.m. that time slot on Saturdays. So maybe they'll go to WGN America. Who knows? I think only time will tell with this one. So you're, you're oh, hoping. Wait. Yeah, go oh, ahead. I, see, this is my question, though. And this is not, you know, taking a jab. We're trying to be funny for our listeners. Nothing like that. But with the, with the ratings so low. Yeah. And we've talked about this. If Pop couldn't produce this, you got to come with someone that's better than Pop because if you don't and you take someone who just is irrelevant because nobody knew what Pop was before fucking – oh, we did know. It was the, the TV, TV guy. guy. But it, yeah, it was TV guy. But in, when you're looking at ratings and stuff like that, they're not a big enough network to produce a major wrestling promotion. So you need something that's better than Pop. And if you're not generating those views on Pop, if I'm a big – a bigger – network do i trust in this company with the direction that you're already seeing the fan base going like how how can i put you on is my question well you make a great point there chef because i was going to say i know jorge has discussed putting back on the paramount network which is the former spike tv and their ratings will skyrocket and personally i'm kind of with you on that one i'll have to disagree with that because i don't think the ratings will go back to one million if they go back on to paramount i think like you mentioned in one of the earlier episodes of the impact bodega podcast i mean do they really got the star power to do so nope there you go. Yeah, I, I got I, I'm a cynical per, person, therefore I have a whole different point of view on okay. all of this thing. What I think about is Pop TV is obviously putting them on that spot so the value on the market of Impact Wrestling goes down. Therefore it is even cheaper cheaper for them to air them. And they could if you can put up with being throw into a 10 p.m. spot you're gonna be willing to do anything for that network i think that might be my my cynical way of doing of of, of thinking about things next we got on the news jeff garrett and the w and and the gfw drama take take it away and explain it a little bit better larkin Sure. Um, there's a lot to it. It's mostly, it's kind of like a tie into the original lawsuit. So what happened was, this was also reported from uh, PWInsider.com. Uh, Jeff Jarrett and his company, Global Force Entertainment, LLC, filed an amended lawsuit against Impact Wrestling owner Anthem Sports and Entertainment Corporation and its subsidiary Anthem on October 10th in the United States District Court of Tennessee. So pretty much if I was to bottom line this, uh, and it shows right here at the end of this article, Anthem and Impact were slated to respond to the initial lawsuit filed by them by October the 15th, but that timetable will be thrown out by the court, because this is going to go to court, in order to allow time for Anthem to respond to the amended complaint. So by filing the new complaint, Jared effectively reset the clock for Anthem, because, come on, man, I filed the lawsuit. Respond back to me, Anthem. Respond back to me. You know, and here's the thing. And I'm going to let Jorge finish, because he's going to play the defendant here. Um, I am so, I'm just saying, I am so team slap nuts. You know, I think that, you know, they, listen, this is, and this is my beef. And it, and this is the part that gets me with fans is Anthem is supposed to be a, like a, uh, like a sports, a sports production, right? Whatever. So they should know the ins and outs of the business, but for some reason, it seems like they do business like idiots. Here you got a company that takes over a wrestling company. They don't do their homework. They they find out they're millions of dollars in debt. And for some reason, if I'm buying a company, I have people that look into this shit to know what's my financial debt, what's my financial gain, and it seems they didn't do none of that. Then they bring in the homie Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain. They use his shit. 
dirty. They use his shit without any kind of fucking permission or whatever else they're gonna do. So they trying to rob the dude. And now all these Impact fans are they getting pissed off at poor fucking slap nuts because these guys were fucking pirating his shit. It's like it's like when new movies come out and you walking down the avenue, right? And you see the and I'm not gonna specifically name the kind of person it is, but I get my bootlegs from a certain kind of lady. So when I used to walk down the Ave and I used to see this lady and she would give me a bootleg, that's pirating. She was stealing somebody else's shit. They were stealing Global Force Wrestling. Just saying. Go ahead, Jorge. Let's go. Let's go to the lawyer, the impact lawyer. <laughs> Second. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> propaganda has stopped. Uh, Mr. The Mr. Chef over there. He brought us some points from before, so I want to counter suit this. Yes, Anthem came in and bought the company. Yes, they saved the company from a lady who will remain nameless and saved the company. And what happened was, like Ed Norham said, he didn't know the business part of it. He thought he was just looking at it from a position of making money without knowing what was going on. Now we fast forward, Jeff Jerry comes in. Jeff Jerry was doing great with the company. And whose fault was it that got fired from Impact? Jeff Jarrett. Whoa, sure. whoa, 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 whoa. Why was it Jeff Jarrett's problem? For showing up drunk to Mexico, for showing, up, for showing up drunk at other companies. Hold on. Hold on. I, I'm not going to deny that. I'm not going to deny that. But we all know these wrestlers, they be doing drugs. They be doing some wild shit. So what's the difference of a fucking athlete doing cocaine or whatever and getting into matches? It's okay for the talent to be getting high as shit, acting all crazy. Okay, this motherfucker Jeff Jarrett had a few too many beers and threw tacos in the stand, and all of a sudden he gets fired? Well, I agree with you 100%. We don't know what other wrestlers get into. Because if they do, they do. But they don't come to the ring looking out of it and acting all weird and stuff. The taco incident was one. And then two days later, three days later, in Canada, when he's drunk in the ring and he can't wrestle. But anyways, he gets fired. Now, GFW or G whatever it's called, is still with impact. What the, and the funny thing, how, how Chef is making impact look stupid. This is how stupid Jeff Jarrett's camp is. They put a loss against Impact. They went into the they went into the loose the the lawsuit to to Anthem and gave it to the wrong person. They didn't give it to Ed Norham. They didn't give it to Anthem. They gave it to somebody who worked for Anthem, thinking that the person was part of Anthem and the person wasn't part of Anthem. So they were the ones who got stuck. Now in October doing this, and the court gave law uh, Jerry Jarrett time for him to do it over again to rescind it, which what we are now. And at the bottom line, what's going to happen is this: this is going to go on for another two, three months. They're going to go back and forth, and so it's going to wait till the last day to challenge them back. Then Jerry's going to do the same thing to challenge them back. All is going to happen: they're going to settle out of court for three fifty, four hundred grand. They're going to give them the movie for the four hours of GFW, Anthem, whatever the show was called, and take that stupid GFW name out of the app and name it something else. Period. That's what's going to happen. All they're doing is, like you guys say, slap nuts. Then you're playing to see who has the biggest nuts and who's going to give them first. And hold on, hold on, hold on. We, we know that. Let, man, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's no way because this is the same people. That put the arm around the guy who literally made t-shirts that said fuck the owl. So if we're gonna act like who got bigger balls, oh Anthem is 0 for 1. So if well, they I'm, I'm sorry, I just wanted to add to that because he talks about, you know, Matt Hardy doing that. I mean, look at Matt Hardy, he's on table for three bragging that, you know, he owns the right to delete or decay and the full title full title yeah, total nonstop deletion, all that. So Chef has a point with that, because Matt Hardy's constantly any any time he gets, he has a chance to brag about that. Sure. Well, we're not denying that. For sure he does. We, nobody ever said nothing that, that he wasn't. But that shows the um, lack of knowledge on the part of, of Ed Norholm 
and Anthem were going into our Twitter war with a crazy chick. <laughs> she, he knew he didn't know what he was, and he even admitted I didn't know what I get him, I was getting myself into, and the girl ripped him apart and the owl on Twitter for how many months, and look at them now they're all friends. Oh, hey, he, he might oh, hey. by the way, working backstage. And Sam, you, if you look. If you if you look at Ed Nordholm, it seems like he doesn't know a lot. Like when you really keep the more we keep talking, is the less this man says I didn't know. Well, the whole it, thing is it shows that he's part of the business side of things, and that's the reason why you saw you see Callis, you see Skeeter more more on the business side than when he come they came in, and you see now the ship is different now. This whole past year. When you have people that know about the wrestling side being in charge of stuff. Okay. I'm, I'm glad you said that because I was talking to a serious fanboy today, right? And he was telling me that Impact, Impact is more like ROH in New Japan. Now, remember, I'm, I'm admitting I haven't watched it for a while. So when I ask people, I ask for their honest opinion because I can't say I know this because I, I don't watch the shit. But he's saying that it's being run like ROH in New Japan where there's very few storylines and it's just wrestling. And in American TV, you need storylines because people don't want to watch just match after match because that's what they bitch about with New Japan, even though New Japan is doing big things. But the same thing like you said. Now look at All In from two months ago. That was just basically wrestling. There was not even one storyline except for Cody... And Nick, all this, that was the only storyline they had going to all in. And that thing, the 11,000 people went millions of dollars. So that's that because happen. it's because it's your favorite, the Bullet Club. Bullet Club had nothing to do with that. What do you mean? The- yo, that shit was all Bullet Club. They were literally like, hey, yo, Bullet Club, we're running this bitch. And they were like, oh shit, motherfucking Bullet Club. There wasn't one Japanese Bullet Club member there. It was Cody Rose and the Young Bucks. Next. <laughs> Next. <laughs> what else do you have on your on your timeline about news? Uh, me, I just missed 180,000 viewers from this last week's episode of Impact, man. Wait, what about the guy that was working with WWE and now he's with this he signed over to, to do it. Martinez? Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. no, no. Remember, Impact got some new guy who's trying to help them globally with, like, yeah, social yeah, yeah, media. Yeah, yeah, They're, They hired, yeah, like, Andrew a company. Whitaker. Andrew Whitaker, yep. Yeah. So can, can you expand on that, Larkin? Sure. Uh, they got this new company. I think it's, like, Hollywood Media. I have to go back because we had so many chats about this. But, yeah, it was Hollywood Media. Uh, they're going to be helping with, like, their international and global expansion. The guy – one of the guys that's in there, I believe his name is Andrew Whitaker. He used to work for the WWE and help them in that market. So he's now – they impacts aligned with this company to help them with, like, their international global marketing and stuff like that. So, basically, the, kind of the same technique uh, Dixie used to find Pop TV. P- pretty much. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't Spike go? They didn't go from Spike to Destination America, and nobody knew what Destination America was. And once they exactly. left Destination America, nobody knows why we have Destination America after that. Yeah, so pretty I've, much. I've never seen anything in Destination America after Impact left. Yeah, so here's what it is. The guy, like we mentioned, Andrew Whitaker, he's widely recognized for his success in creating the international media market for professional wrestling content and his previous longstanding role with the WWE. And the name of the group is Kings Highway Media. It's been around since 2012. Okay, so let, let's see where are they going to be expanding because I, I wouldn't be surprised if they get a big TV deal in a developing uh, market. Like, you know, yeah. do you know where they're gonna get them on? They're gonna get fucking Impact Wrestling on QVC. Hey, that'd be cool. They'll be able to do the show for two hours and then sell the merchandise right after. 
Somebody do that. <laughs> Don West. Bye, bye, bye. Don West here, the insane daily deals of the day. <laughs> oh, boy. I think so, the only thing that we haven't really like discussed yet, like, do you want to mention 183,000 viewers from this last week's impact? Actually, like Jeff just said, you know, you have one match, and then right after you go right to QVC, we have this special for the next five minutes. Yes. Dollar for a t shirt. Bye, bye, bye. That might work. That might work. Yeah. So I I think that <laughs> that that's gonna be crazy, but you know they have a lot of stuff still on their warehouse. I'm talking about the Aces and Eights, who you know still yeah still to this day you know Eric Bischoff like to brag about how much of a success it was, and you can go to Chop Impact and see like still they have like jackets and shit about that. Let's talk about. Impact Wrestling Bound for Glory 2018, and we are gonna be doing the preview. We're gonna be starting with the hot match around here LAX versus yes. the OG's Concrete Jungle Dead Match. Who do you got in store, Jorge? What? Who do you got as the winner? What? Between. <laughs> Wait, 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 did we just get fucking stone cold on the show? Yeah. What? Horny is sleeping. Man. This 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 not even a question of who's gonna win. Is how long is gonna take for them to win the match? You think and so? that's gonna... Oh please. Conan, Satana, homeboy, Ortiz, brother, is gonna be done. This is like the biggest match of LAX career. This is going to be, this should be the main event of the whole Bound for Glory, first of all. They, they, they're being let off, brought into the ring by Bodega Bands, all right? This dude is huge in New York, huge underground rapper, Latino Puerto Rican dude who does a lot for the community, Bodega Bands all day, bringing them out. I'm gonna come out. I'm the I'm the the flag bearer, the Puerto Rican flag flying. I'm gonna be right behind Conan and the guys bringing the flag out, and it's gonna be flying. It's gonna be boards everywhere. Everybody's gonna think by the end of the day, the end of the night, there's gonna be blood spilled. I'm bringing my white lugs to the match. I already told Santana, he could borrow one of them. I want to see Kingston's blood. Oh my white boots. And then take it, frame it, and picture it and frame it for years to come to show my grandkids. So this is gonna be the biggest event match in New York. This is gonna be crazy. And this match is gonna propel LAX to the next. Because right now they are the best tag team of 2018. No one can even touch them. Before it used to be the Young Bucks. This year is LAX, period. And they're going to win this match, period. And the OGs, I'll give them, I'll give them props. They did their job. Their job was to come in and bring the boys up, and they did their jobs. Because after Sunday, everybody's going to know LAX, click clack, hasta la muerte, y después. Whoa, you know what? I dig that. I like how you ended that one, but here, I'm going to keep it real with you, right? So, LAX, I'm going to agree with you. These are the baddest motherfuckers in the game in the tag division, no question. I'm a big fan of LAX, but I don't know how they do shit in Rochester, right? I know how we do shit in Queens. It's never out with the old and in with the new. And I love the young guns. I love those dudes. Santana Ortiz, they're the future. They're the present. They're the past. Well, not the past. They're the future and the present. But I do I do think the story's going to come to an end. I do think LAX is going to come on top. But whoa. I'm stick- whoa, whoa. 10.50 p.m. Eastern. Jeff said LAX is going to come on top. Yeah, 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 for sure. Listen. They, they're, they're what they're going to propel forward. They're going. Listen, 
Homicide Hernandez. They're the OGs, no question. Love the name because it's exactly what they are. They're passing the torch to their young guys. Well, you know, this is talking like a straight up knowledgeable person where I understand where this is going. I would rather Kingston smash these dudes out. I just want it to be a sick match. I everyone knows all you guys. I've talked to you guys. I've done done shows, shows with you guys. I'm a huge Conan fan. I've loved Conan since WCW. With all of his his previous surgeries, I don't know how much he's going to go. So you're going to limit Kingston. I'm hoping this is, and I know this is going to be the best match of the night because every time LAX does anything, they steal the show for every pay-per-view. That's what they do. And hopefully after this, all these people, your Don Callis's, you're whoever the fuck the other guy is. I hope they realize the kind of soldier they got on fucking Santana and they propel him going forward and, you know, hold the tag belts, but also push him through a singles run as well. So OGs all day, even though I think LAX wins, it's still OGs. And if, I hope, I hope blood does go on your pretty ass white boots and you can never wear them shits again. First of all, I, I, I hope it's going to happen. Because I want blood to be on those boots. That's the reason why I'm bringing those boots to Bound for Glory. Because I want to take them off. And I want to be holding them right there for them to grab. So they can smash Kingston or Homicide or Hernandez. Because I want to see their sweat. Their yo, fam. Yo, yo, fam. What, what would happen if you hold your boot up, right? And I love doing the what if game. You're holding your beautiful white motherfucking boots. This motherfucker kicks and grabs it, swings it by the laces, and fucking busts your head open and puts your blood on your boots. Well, if that happens, then I'm going to be passed out and I will know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> this dude is wild. Your boot and they hit you with it all oh, day. That's what happened. We got it all on video. Even if you're on YouTube. How about you, Larkin? You're, okay. You're, you're I gotta go. There. Go ahead. I, I gotta go. I gotta go LAX and a Conan for the victory of the OGs. I think it's gonna be a great battle. I mean, it's Conan, you know, nostalgia and Conan actually getting back there, which is great. I think all these guys are great, except for Hernandez wearing that hat where he looks like a jiggle. I don't even know what the hell's going on there. But it is what it is. I love all these guys. I think it's going to be a hell of an intense matchup. But I got to ask you guys, who would you like to see LAX go for as far as tag titles go after this whole thing is done? I mean, I joked around and said the Desi Hit Squad, but one of them's going back to India. And we still got Rohit Raju. Who knows? Maybe they'll bring back Mahabali Sheeran. I know. No, I'm sorry, who? Chef. I, who do you I know. Say? The Desi Hit Squad. Who? Who the uh, fuck are they? Well, Rohit Raju. Okay. Just, just about that, though. There is a new guy coming out. Is he supposed to come out? I think either this time or at the November tapings. So there's a new, new uh, hit squad. We shall see. I mean, the other tag team that we have is also wrestling on this show. We have that new tag team of Matt Seidel and Don't Call Me Chandler Park, all ego Ethan Page, or, or even Rich Swan and, and the Mac. Yeah, the Mac, the Mac, Mac. No thanks. Well, no. <laughs> so, so you're. I am the only one that thinks the OGs are gonna win, right? I think you're on the long, long boat there. Yo, uh, Kingston is not gonna take a L on New York City. You're you're that wrong about that. If he if he was willing to run over a kid, he will do anything to get that win Little. on Bound for Glory. <laughs> Let him know, Robert. Let him know about the king of New York. Yeah, that guy is insane. So, I mean, <laughs> don't don't mess with that guy. Yo, uh, Jorge, when you're you're walking down the street over there on New New York, before you go and watch Bound for Glory, take a look to the left and the right, bro. That you're on the hit list of Kingston, bro. I put the picture of the booze, and I told them he liked it. So he better be watching out for the boots. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Even Hernandez don't like the pick of the boots, so they better be watching out for that boot. Because if not, I'm throwing the boots in the ring. Yo, my money is on my man Kingston 
smashing you upside your head with your own boot. And me getting knocked out and finding out about it like two matches later. Oh boy. Next. Bro. Yeah. No, what I was going to say is if he knocks you out for two matches, you really didn't miss anything. Jeff is going to go, you got knocked out, brother. You got knocked out. World star. World star. World star. <laughs> next, I was next. We got the E like Drake open challenge. This is a speculation time. Who do you think is answering this one? And obviously, he's calling out someone from New York. He wants to beat someone, someone up that it is from New York. Who do you got in mind, Jorge? The one, the only. L.A. Park. You got L.A. Park? The original? The original L.A. Park. Not the, not the bootleg shit that not we got. It was fake. It's got to be the real one. Hold up, hold up. I thought it was someone that had to be from New York. I know it's a joke. <laughs> oh, I was like, what the fuck are we doing here? I said L.A. Park because he he, he, he uh, lost the fake La Parca. You know, honestly, I... I don't know, man. I, I thought it should have, it could have been low-key, but we know that he's not going to do it because he said no. And then the other speculation that everybody keeps throwing out, especially myself, is Chris Jericho because he was born in New York. Even though... You're not, from, you're not from New York just because you're born there. According to Chef, you're not from New York just because you were born there. You have to be at least been there for five minutes when you were 13 years old to qualify that you from New York. I'll go with that. So, but I, I still think it's going to be Chris Jericho. I mean, everything is pointing to that. I'll be shocked if it's not him. But hopefully, if it's not him, it's somebody, you know, good, not just anybody. But, I mean, how many good wrestlers we know that are free agents from New York? Larkin? Well, here's what I'm going to say. Larkin, I, have my... I don't want to cut you off, but I got to hype you on this. Larkin told me a name, and I was like, oh, shit, that would be fire. So my bad, Larkin. That's okay. Uh, I'm going to mention that name. My three possibilities. Number one, he's just coming off his 90-day no-compete, one big cast who is from Queens, New York. The other, which would also be very lame, would be the innovator of violence from Yonkers, New York, Tommy Dreamer. And the one that I thought is – this dude's got a promotion in Queens it's called House of Glory. How about TNA Original Amazing Red? You got oh. that one? I, I, it's either going to be one of those three, but I think we might get one of the lame ones. It's either going to be Big Cats or a Tommy Dreamer. Um, well, I hope it's a Tommy Dreamer. I, I got I, one in mind. Good, and, Robert. And it is former TNA World Champion Bully Ray. Oh, well, there you go. Or the well, other one that I didn't yeah. know that he was born in New York is Kenny King. Nah. Okay. Nah. Nah. Well, Bully nah. Ray makes sense. He just had a match with Sammy Callahan at House of Glory. So, I mean, why not? Well, you know, I, I say not for Kenny King because Kenny King is not a humongous name to go up against that Drake. But, mm -hmm. but Ray or, or, or Amazing Red or even Big Cass because as we know, Chef loved those tall wrestlers. Whoa, whoa, I don't pause. Hey, yo, I don't know about if I love those tall wrestlers. What I was gonna say, unfortunately, I hope it does not happen. Is one of the things that people keep throwing in my face is Enzo, and no. I don't want to see Enzo because, to be honest with you, if you wanted to bring Enzo in. You could quickly say, you know, uh, he's from whatever part of New York, just like they had Booker T from Harlem, but he's from Texas. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I don't want to see Enzo. I would love to see Amazing Red. Chef, but did Enzo supposed to be tired? Yeah. He claimed that. Yeah, Enzo said he's done with wrestling. Since he became a rapper? Oh, the real one, yes. <laughs> I mean, that's what he said on the, on the interview. Oh, yeah, he did. He was on the Stone Cold podcast and even mentioned it himself. He said he wasn't going to wrestle no more, but you never know. 
By the way, the other person that I didn't know that he was from New York is Disco in Inferno, but please, God. No, no, Robert, Robert, no, no, stop. <laughs> I don't want to give them no no more bad ideas over there. Oh, God. Is it Disco Inferno's, is it Disco Inferno's Conan's boy? Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's from Queen. God, no, please. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we got... Ali and Su Young, you're expecting uh, a match out of this. What, what are you expecting out of the the face-off between Ali and Su Young? Go ahead, Chef. Okay, to be honest with you, I don't know why this is happening again, but um, what I think is going to happen is I think because I think Rosemary comes back, so I think that you know this chick's going to come out with a casket. They're going to fight. At one point, the lights will go out or something hokey like that. Uh, Rosemary comes out of the casket, helps out fucking Allie. They beat up uh, Sue Young and her minion. And then eventually you have now a few going forward with that. That's what I personally think. Uh, who do you got, Jeff? Uh, sorry, Jorge. <laughs> I didn't know that this was going to be a match. I thought it was going to be like some kind of story where she goes to look for Kiara Hogan. So basically you're expecting like a, the, the, a Rosemary cameo during this uh, segment, no, right? But I'm saying, is this an actual match between Ali and Sue Young or no? Yeah, it's a one-on-one match. Oh, it is a match. Yeah. It, oh, is, see, it, it is announced like the they're going to be facing each other but it doesn't say like the it is gonna be a match it's like Ali goes to the undead realm and that's it then I, I'll go with Chef at 75% that Rosemary comes back but she comes back twisted and joins with Sue Young and turns on Ali what, how about like you I, Larkin I think like Jose pretty much said the best there the thing with me is, I wanted to see this like a like a like a like a stipulation on the match. I was I didn't want to just see it be one on one. I was expecting like maybe like the first ever second female monsters ball, like we had back in the day with Taylor Wilde and Daphne. Uh, I mean, it's intriguing. It's a storyline, but I definitely see the Rosemary cameo. It's kind of like to equate it to something. You look at Lucha Underground. Phoenix, you know, he died, but then he come back. He's coming back all sinister. So if you want to put a Lucha Underground aspect there, make like Rosemary come back all twisted, like Jorge mentioned. Turn on Allie. We see a few there. She tries to get her friend back. I don't know. It could go many ways, but I definitely see a Rosemary cameo, and let's just see where that will ensue after that. Okay. Next, I got Matt Seidel and Ethan Page versus Rich Swan and Willie Mack. Who do you got on this one, Jorge? I don't even care because I don't even I mean, I don't even have any type of feeling towards this match. Like, there's no attraction for me to be invested into this. So this is going to be your beer break? So yeah, because there's nothing there. Like, I mean, how did Willie Mack just get involved into this all of a sudden, like in the last week? And then Ethan Page just come out of nowhere two weeks before. You know, you can bring Ethan Page, but you can bring anybody else down to Mexico. I don't know, man. So, yeah, it's just not, it just doesn't attract me or nothing. It doesn't call me. Okay, how about you, Chef? Um, I'm hoping that Kingston hits fucking Jorge so hard in the face with the Timbaland that I get knocked out and I don't have to see or hear about this match. How about you, Larkin? To put it bluntly, I really don't give a rat's ass about the match, but if I had to make an, an assumption, an opinion about this, I mean, look at all legal Ethan Page. We all remember him as Chandler Park, wrestled two matches in Impact. One was against John Bolin, and one was where he got squashed by Congo Kong, never to be seen again. Now he's resurged as his old uh, moniker as the all-ego Ethan Page. We saw him on the all-in battle royal at zero hour on WGN America. And I mean, now he's aligned with Matt Seidel, see where they go in the tag division, but... Very happy to see Willie Mack in this matchup. Lucha Underground all around, up, down. He's a tremendous athlete. He adds a lot with his size and, you know, athleticism. So in this matchup, I got to go with Rich Swan and Willie Mack, who Rich Swan just said, hey, cue my partner's video, and it's Willie Mack, the chocolate thunder himself. So I got to go with Rich Swan and uh, Willie Mack on this one. Okay, I got it. Next, I got a, a, 
a match that Chef is very excited about. We got Ellie, Eddie Edwards versus Moose. Moose. Who do you got on this one, Chef? Oh my God, Jesus! Um, you know what? I this is my just personal opinion. I think they're wasting Moose sticking him with fucking the vanilla midget Aries, and I kind of like the transition of crazy Eddie going crazy, and then he just kept going and screaming for no fucking reason, and it kind of turned me off real quick. Pause. So I kind of fell back to saying anybody but Eddie again. Um, I'm going to pick Eddie Edwards because he's such a fucking nice guy. You know what I mean? He's such a really nice dude in real life. So I'm going to pick Eddie Edwards. But honestly, I don't care. Like, what is the point of this match anyway? Like, I don't even know what's going on with this shit. And how about you, Jorge? I'm picking Kenny. You're picking Kenny over your yeah. guy, Moose? Kenny. Yeah, the kendo stick. The kendo stick. Kendo stick. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I'm not picking. I'm not picking Eddie Edwards. I'm picking Kenny. Who? Kenny. The kendo stick chef. Kendo name stick. Kendo oh, stick. oh my God! Please don't tell me the kendo stick's name is Kenny. Yeah, it is. I'm picking Kenny for this match. Oh my fucking God! To be honest with you, I also agree with Chef. You know the whole uh, Eddie Edwards thing. At first, I thought it was cool, but now it's just kind of. Just weird, crazy because he's like really crazy. He's just acting. I don't know. And then Moose hasn't won a match in so long. He might just get the win just for you know because we haven't seen him win. So, but I'm hoping Kenny wins. So. And how old are you, Larkin? Okay, now what I'm about to do, please do not make me laugh. Uh, you know, this whole thing, I'm really not a fan of this Eddie going, you know, when he was doing the Tommy and Sammy and ah, I'm crazy. And then you get Alicia with her bad ass acting. Eddie, you're changed. What are you doing? Ah! And then you get that dichotomy. And it's like, my God, turn off my TV. But as far as this matchup goes, you got Money Moose looking like Alpha Male Monty Brown Planet Jarrett circa 2005 with the way he's dressing. You got Eddie Edwards acting like mini Tommy Dreamer. And personally, I think this is a feud in which it's going to continue and we're going to get more matchups for these two. So I guess in this one, if I had to pick, I got to go with the heel in this one. I got to go with Money Moose. Money Moose. Next, we got on the pipeline, we got Sammy Callahan and OBE versus Phoenix Pentagon Jr. and Brian Cage. Who do you got on this one, Jorge? I'm, I'm actually looking forward to this match. I mean, this is going to be crazy. I, I don't like the fact that they took one title, um, the X Division title, and put it into this feud because you're getting one less match on Bound for Glory, you know, a title match. But I don't know, man. I mean, I, I'm hoping OVE wins, to be honest with you, because you know, back in anniversary, you know, a Sammy had lost, and I think OVE had lost too. So it's time for the heels to get a win. But this is going to be a crazy ass match. I mean, even the LAX OGs, you know, with the um, they're going to remove the tarp from the wrestling, so it's going to be on the on the on the hardwood floor thing, the boards. This might happen in this match too. The way those guys are going to go crazy, you know, flying around. And Brian Cage is a beast by himself, so you know I'm I'm thinking OVE gets gets out of it with the win. How about you, Jeff? To be honest with you, I've never liked OVE, so I'm gonna go with Pentagon and Phoenix, not Brian Cage. <laughs> um, my you see my my beef is I'm not a big Brian Cage fan, and it's like Jorge said they took this belt out of the biggest pay per view of the year. And to me, it makes me feel like you're devaluing that title, doing this even more because you're not even showcasing this title on your biggest pay-per-view. So to me, it feels like they don't even give a shit about the X Division. That's just my beat with it. Let, let me play devil's advocate for a second. The, the match is like OBE rules, right? They, mm -hmm. they can make the rules as, as they go along. I think it, they have the possibility of putting the, the belt on the line during this match. Oh, who? On, on the six-man tag, whoever yep. wins, wins the X Division yep. belt. Yeah, okay. Okay, I see I see that now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that works. That would be pretty fucking cool. But at the same time, look at the talent-wise. 
Brian Cage could steamroll through fucking Sammy Callahan, who I think Sammy Callahan is pretty fucking cool, but Brian Cage should run through him. Pentagon and Phoenix are 50,000 times better than OVE. So there's no way they lose unless fucking Pentagon pins fucking Brian Cage for some stupid reason. Like, like, like he just said about for the belt. Yes, sir. At that at that point, I listen. I pin any of you people for a belt, so you know, my bad. <laughs> How about you, Larkin? All these gentlemen, you know, we see him in Lucha Underground. You got Jeremiah Snake being Sammy Callahan, uh, minus the Chris Brothers. You know, Brian Cage, uh, Phoenix, uh, Pentagon Jr., the Lucha Brothers. A big fan of the tag team. Brian Cage, you know, he's a big dude, very athletic. Uh, Man, I, got, I just got to say, I got to go Penta, uh, Phoenix, and Cage in this one. I'm sure it's going to be very, very good, and I like your idea of them, you know, making the rules as it goes along because it is an OVE rules, and we could possibly see the Exhibition Championship change hands, retain, whatever. So I'm just looking forward to the brawl, but I got to go with Team uh, Mr. Get My Shit In, Sarah Mieto. I, I got, I got uh, like, like the idea of uh, instead of seeing LAX with another team, I think it would be nice to see the Lucha Brothers versus the OGs. So I think that is going to be very interesting. So I guess on this match, I got obviously the Lucha Brothers and Brian Cage winning. But on the other one with the tag things, I have the OGs because I think they could do a, a lot of cool things together. Those, those two teams. Next... Next, next, we got the knockouts uh, championship match. We got the challenger, Taya, versus the champion, Tessa. Who you got on this one, Jorge? I'm going with Tessa uh, because she's been here on the show since she came in nonstop. She won the title, and she's still rolling along. And Taya, I mean, I love Taya, but nobody's seen her. You know, for and we know the reasons why nobody's seen her, but just to have her come in almost what a year later that she hasn't been on Apex to just to win the title, I that uh, to me that'll be lame as hell. But it will be a good feud going forward since the next you know since the episodes were going to be from New York in October and then Vegas in November where you have the feud going on for a couple of months. So, but definitely Tessa, I, there's no reason why she should lose that match. Okay. How about you, Chad? You know what? I love everything Jorge said about Tessa because Tessa has been doing her thing for a minute. She's been an amazing champ. But fuck that noise. I'm going with Taya because Taya is the shit. La Hueda Loca is going to put a fucking beating on her. So I'm Taya all day. How about you, Larkin? Whew, where to begin with this one? Okay, this is kind of like, like when we get to the main event, I'll mention it there as well. But this is kind of like, it's out of nowhere, because the last time we saw a Ty Valkyrie, you know, she did the feud with Rosemary where she lost. Then we saw her fight Kara Hogan at Redemption. Last time we actually saw her on Impact TV, she lost to Madison Rain before she said, hey, I'm going to do Women of Honor Saturday, Impact Sunday, then I'm going to go see the, I'm going to go to the Mae Young Classic, see you later, bye, I'm with Ring of Honor. So we had this whole thing where, you haven't seen her in months. Now, all of a sudden, you know, she's repping the uh, rest in peace to God rest his soul to Paraguayo Jr. And then she's calling out Tessa saying, you haven't faced anybody like me. The last time we saw her, she was a heel. Now she's a baby face. I like Tessa Blanchard. Been in the business for a couple years, but that wrestling pedigree, the daughter of Tully Blanchard, the stepdaughter to one Magnum TA. I mean, it's a recipe for a great matchup here. Both ladies are very, very good. But in this particular instance, I'm going to say Tessa Blanchard retains that knockout championship. You got Tessa. Fuck you. Fuck you too, Larkin. I know. <laughs> It, it it is a it is a weird idea. I ha I thought about instead of seeing Taya versus Tessa, seeing Gail Kim versus Tessa in order obviously to make like Tessa being the basically the knockout legend killer. But I think yeah, it, yeah. yeah, that would make a lot of sense, obviously. But they decided to go with Taya. On this one I got Taya winning. Why? Because I think they have had for a long time the bad guys dominating. So I think Bound for Glory 2018, it is going to be a, a hug fest. Every, every good guy is going to win outside of the OGs. That, that would be the, the, 
the the idea that that I'm seeing about this whole show. Next, next, we're going to the main event, main event of the evening. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> Is we this really the- a main event? Is this really a main oh. event? <laughs> I was going to say, Jeff, I'll add to you on that. I was going to say if LAX versus the OGs is not the main event in Queens, their hometown. They're in the opener for Bound for Glory. It's a damn crime, and it's a damn shame. No, Fact. I, I think they're going to go uh, 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 pre-main event on that match. So the main event is the challenger, Johnny Impact, versus the champion, Austin Aries. Right? Let me go in reverse on this one. Go first, Larkin. What are your thoughts? Oh, I'm going first. Yes. Okay. I get to go first. Number one. All right. No. Uh, but Robert, I got to be honest with you on this, dude. Uh, uh, Johnny Impact, Austin Aries is another one, dude. Came out of nowhere. Johnny Impact, too. He's feuded with Congo Kong. The man takes him out. All of a sudden, Congo Kong takes a dip in the pool. He's fighting Brian Cage on an episode of Impact. We got unfinished business there with Congo Kong and Johnny Impact. Then Johnny comes out and says, oh, boy, I'm going to take you to Slamtown. I signed the contract. We're going to have a main event. Yay. And then that's what brings us to this matchup here. And I'm just like, what in the world? But on that note, you know, we saw this past week where Austin Aries hit the brain buster on Johnny Impact. One, two, three, gets the dub. Personally here, I got to say, I want to see a new champion. And I got to go with Johnny Impact taking it here. Unless we go back to the Congo feud and maybe have some unfinished business. I don't know. I don't want to see interference like it was last year with Alberto El Patron attacking Johnny Impact and Eli Drake, you know, getting the dub in that matchup. But I got to go Johnny Impact as a new world champ. You hit something that I was thinking about today, right? Last week. Last week, no. Last year, Bonford Glory 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Alberto Patron showed up, and we got an interference main event, and a lot of people, myself included, did not Not like that, right? Mm -hmm. Would you think it would be the same reaction if instead of Alberto Patron, the one who showed up to interrupt the champion, it is Chris Jericho? That is what I am wondering. So, to be honest with you, with the reaction there, of course, I think it would be different because if you look at everybody online, one of the people that they want to see Jericho face if it does happen with Impact, they want to see him go against either Eli, Sammy, and Austin Aries. So I think it would be interesting. I think it would be much of a less more of an outrage than it was last year. So I, I like your idea if it happens. Yeah, but, but the thing is uh, the people are disagreeing with that decision because it was El Patron or they are disagreeing with that decision because it was an interference on an Impact World title match. This is why the, the, the thing that I am wondering about, I obviously, I don't like at all, period. I don't care who showed up. It could be anyone. Well, I think it's an influence of both. I think everybody was upset because of the interference and then Alberto, because I think we kind of see it a mile away that he was going to do the heel turn last year. Okay. So I, I disagree with that on, on principle, but I, I get where where you're coming from. So let's not get sidetracked on that. Let's, okay. let's go with Jeff. Who do you got winning this one? Johnny Impact or, or Austin Aries? You already know it's not going to be Austin Aries, so I'm going to pick Johnny Impact. Um, I think it's really stupid if fucking – Austin Aries keeps the belt because of Jericho. I think that should be straight ass. Um, I mean, like, say the ref gets knocked out and he comes in and he hits one of the guys and then they get pinned and the ref doesn't see Jericho. You know, at that point, I think fans wouldn't be as mad. But if he just runs in, fucking, like, beats up on somebody and then the match is over, like, I'd be pretty motherfucking pissed if I'm sitting there, you know, paying good money to see, you know, the main event. If the main event gets dictated by some fucking idiot that fucking wants to run down and ruin my match i'm gonna be pretty upset the only problem is i'm already pissed off because i gotta see this stupid fucking match listen no one cares about austin aries austin aries was played out before he left let's not forget mr 205 rockstar spud is the one that made him fucking leave impact wrestling little rockstar spud gave him the boots to asses and he comes back Beats our champ, Eli fucking Drake, in like less than a minute and a half. And I'm supposed to feel like this is a fucking champ. Man, this guy's a bum. 
<laughs> Let's go right now, Jorge. Go ahead and give us your thoughts on this match. Gotta <laughs> uh, get my throat ready here. Thank <laughs> you, Judge Robert, for having me go last because I do have a lot to say about this. So, Larkin mentioned this about Johnny and Taguertaya. And I saw something that said that this will be amazing if a husband and wife will win the titles on the same night where you have Taya be the women's champion and you have Johnny Impact be the heavyweight champion. No, I do not want to see that. So let's get that out of the way right now. I do not want to see that. Now, what Larkin had mentioned, Johnny Impact, to this day, I still do not feel this guy at all. But... I'm guessing business is business, like I always say, and Impact is riding the wave of the Johnny machine from him being a survivor and doing whatever he's doing there now, whatever his movie bounty hunter thing that he did. You know, so I understand from a business point of view why Johnny 205 Live is in the main event. With that said, I just kind of got something in my head when Robert said about Jericho. Now, me, I'm thinking Jericho's going to come in in this match and screw Johnny Impact to add more fuel towards two weeks from now on the cruise. Mm-hmm. The Jericho cruise. So he'll come out, screw Impact to add more fuel or help Impact win so that way he'll get a match against Impact at the cruise. Jorge, can I ask you a question? Hello? Go ahead. Okay. Do you think it's smart by Impact? Because what you said, I, I, it makes sense. But do you think it's smart on Impact to have their biggest pay-per-view of the year dictated by if you, this guy wants to do something on his cruise? So he screws over the main event, keeps all scenarios with the belt so he could do something on his cruise. So you're pretty much throwing away your biggest pay-per-view of the year for this guy's fucking cruise? Unfortunately, I have to say a big yes to to an extent. Once, like I always say, business is business. You bring Chris Jericho in, which right now he's like the top guy in wrestling. He just became a free agent. Well, just behind behind Kenny Omega, yes. You know, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, of course, Kenny Omega. Dude, he's in a whole different level. But here in the States, you bring that big name into here with the promise that he'll do a couple of tapings Monday and Tuesday and and keep the flow going against Aries or against Impact where, oh, Aries goes, you cost me my title. Keep that going. Or with, with Impact, then yes, you do that. Because at least you get going back on the show for a couple of more episodes. Then you get guys from Impact, which is coming either when the Jericho cruise was announced, when now you have five Impact guys on the cruise going up against five Ring of Honor guys on the cruise. And this is being heavily um, advertised on Impact, I'm not on Impact, but on Twitter and every social media from those guys' point of view. The Bullet Club. So this, you know, you have to see it's not just one one line. It's a bunch of lines going down. So with, with this little with this little thing that might happen, the rest of the domino effect could fall into place going toward the end of the year. So unfortunately, I will screw my own main event to have that happen. I will be the first one there. I will give Jericho a banana. Here you go, brother. Knock his ass out with it. No, I mean, I, I, I see what you're saying, but if it would have been any other pay-per-view besides Bound for Glory, I would have said, yeah. But because Bound for Glory is their WrestleMania, I think I have a problem with saying, let me take my main event for Jericho. At that point, put the LAX and OGs as the main event, have that as the co-main event, and it's not that big of a deal because he's not ruining the main event. Yeah, but, but when do companies put the fans' perspective into into the forefront? 
Impact. You see, okay, yeah, okay. I'm I'm glad you said that though, because and and this is not a shot towards anything, right? But our our best interest ahead of anybody else. Like we happen in the main event, we know it's not going to happen. We know something's going to happen, but they don't care because we are sheep. That's how they see us. We're well, always here, see, you know, holding our breath to see what's going to happen. See, but hold on. See, my thing with that is let's not forget when the fans bitched and moaned and groaned for fucking months for Eli Drake to be the champ and he won the belt and, you know, of course, dirt sheets and everybody's like, oh, you know, day three of tapings, fucking Eli Drake wins the tape, so it should be two weeks. So people knew ahead of time, everybody was talking on social media, and as soon as he won the belt, yo, viewership dropped. Less people watched the episode where they knew Eli Drake was going to win the belt, the guy that everybody's been asking for. So even when the fans want their way and you give it to them, they fucking stab them in the back. Yeah, I, I get I get where you're where you're going with this. I, I, I let me let me give my my two cents on this on this uh, uh whole segment, right? I have Johnny Impact winning this one, right? If le if let's say you gotta put Jericho on this spot and he's gonna show up, right? The I think the way that I will use it, right? I will not have him obviously do any type of physical stuff with either of the guys. Let's say you have to book the guys. There's the guy here. There's no way you can obviously look for a workaround, right? Let's say I will book like a referee bump, right? The referee's out. And then a running referee showed up. And when people realize, hey, holy shit, the referee is Chris Jericho. Then you resume the match and obviously you build tension between the winner and Chris Jericho. I think that would be the best workaround in order not to, you know, prostitute your, your main event of, of, of Bound for Glory into, you know, devolving into into some some shit like that. But I is, I expect a good match out of this. But I think I think it is time to move the the belt away from Austin Aries. I think the big mistake was turning Austin Aries heel. I think a lot of fans, myself included, feel like he, the first time he had the belt on his original run, on the secondary run, right? He got the belt and then they, uh, like two months later, they turned him a heel and he lost the belt. So I know there were a lot of fans starving to see Austin Aries as a babyface champion on Impact Wrestling. They decided to run it for a month. Then they took that belt, put it on Pentagon, then turned Austin Aries heel. And ever since the, the ratings have been going down, I think it is time to put the belt on a baby face. But I think the end game will be to put the belt next year on Eli Drake. I think that is the, the best decision. And when I'm talking about Eli Drake, I'm saying baby face Eli Drake. Fans are starving. They're getting nervous to see Eli Drake ha having a run on Impact Wrestling as a as a good guy. As a good guy. Any thoughts? Final thoughts? Well, yeah, I, I never finished my conversation about Johnny Impact Austin Aries. Anyways. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but you know, but I'm guessing, like Chef said, if it was a regular match or anything would happen. I will see Johnny Impact winning because of all the stuff that's going out outside of the ring for him. But I don't know, man. I, I still see something with Jericho. If he, if this is the time it's going to happen, it's going to happen right in the main event where he's going to come in and screw one of those two guys. And then he'll do a program, a show program, right in New York for the next two, you know, two, two days and then continue at, at the cruise. That's, that's how I'm seeing it. Final thoughts. Yeah, go ahead. What do you think, Larkin? Uh, well, all I really can say is let's see what they do as far as that main event scene goes. I know Jericho would be a interesting surprise. we got the Jericho Cruise coming. He's going to be in Osaka defending the uh, Intercontinental title against Evil, Takabi Watanabe. Uh, it should be interesting. Let's see who Eli Dunk's, uh, you know challenger is in the open challenge. And uh, for those who would attend, like yourself, Jorge, enjoy Bound for Glory. Thank you, sir. 
Yeah, I'm just gonna tell you, have a good time, brother. Enjoy your night. Oh, yo, on a real shit, everybody on social media, fucking send happy birthdays to my man Jorge. I am gonna tweet that shit out, so y'all better say happy birthday. If you don't, I'm gonna jump back on another one of these podcasts, and I'm gonna start going at your Twitter handles. Have some respect for the homie. Happy birthday, my brother. Happy birthday, Jorge. Happy birthday. Be four six tomorrow. Yeah. I'm getting old. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. So that is it for us. Thank you a lot for listening all the way through. Make sure to check us out at the Twitter handle. That is Impact Bodega Pod at Twitter. And you also over there, you should find the Twitter page of each and every one of us. So that's it for me and for Larkin and for Chef and Jorge. Goodbye and thanks for listening.